Coming up, we have the head of user acquisition at one of the top apps in the world, Peak. You will discover how he's using retargeting campaigns to decrease CPIs and increase subscribers. Secondly, how he calculates lifetime value. And finally, how he automates his acquisition campaigns to save time and obviously decrease costs. Stay tuned. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. From Apple features to ASO to influencer marketing, you will learn all the tools and tactics to make it in the app space. Learn more at appmastersacademy.com. From marketing analytics to omni-channel campaigns to marketing automation, CleverTap is the all-in-one solution to help you retain your users for life. Learn more at clevertap.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content in the app business. I talked to some amazing people, and today I've got one of these amazing people, and I'm super excited to have him on. So kudos to my team for begging him to come on. But let me introduce the guest, Tiago Montero. He is the head of user acquisition at Peak. You gotta have heard of Peak. They're everywhere in the App Store. Tiago has close to 10 years experience working in digital marketing and has worked across display, search, and social. And for the last year, he leads user acquisition at Peak, a subscription-based brain training app. He's been responsible for bringing more than double growth year over year. Double, baby. Year over year. I want to make sure your bosses hear this too. Double growth year over year while ensuring the profitability of the business. Tiago, welcome to the show. Hi, glad to be here. Tiago, what, what do you really think about when you think about acquisition? Um, so a lot of people think like uh, we are the guys who spend money on the companies, right? So uh, <laughs> uh, that's the, the, the badge that we carry with some honor. Uh, I like to see us more like traders. So we trade on impressions uh, and try to bring the most profit to the business. Um, which not it's not an easy thing to to portray, you know, when you're wearing t-shirts and all, you know suits and in a big uh, flashy office. But yeah, that's how I see us, uh, you know, just trying to find opportunities in the market where we can get the cheapest impressions and uh, the the most uh, valuable users for for any business and just uh, create a growth machine. I know one of the things I struggle with sometimes, like I know my process, you know, I know what I'm good at, and I stick with that, and I I, I like that, I stick with that, but I. How do you force yourself to explore those new channels? So when everybody knows about Facebook, when everybody talks about Google UAC, what are you doing to ensure that you start thinking about what other channels that might work for Peak? So it's not just on me. Uh, it's uh, my whole team. Uh, the thing that we have, if you're looking, my point of view, if you're looking, uh, if you have your browser open on, uh, and you're reading a blog post, you're reading a, a Medium article, or if you're on Twitter, Reddit, you know, whatever it's the thing that you do to procrastinate, for me, it's not procrastinating because you're actually, you know, you're digital, you're, you're looking uh, advertisement from other uh, companies. Um, and also you're reading some news about the, the industry and you're finding new sources, new channels that we can try on and new approaches to old channels. Um, so 
we always try to, when you see something new, uh, there is, we share a simple Excel spreadsheet that we just had, you know, dead here, uh, there between the, we have three of us uh, right now in the team. And we just go at the end of the month, we go through that list and say, is there anything new here that could uh, excite any of us? And, uh, and we just try to dedicate a small budget to it and just see where it goes. Uh, from doing real footage, you know, for, for advertisements uh, on Facebook, while normally we just do illustrations to, uh, you know, going to Quora, going to content, whatever comes there, we'll, we'll try it. Is there something new that you've experimented with that has worked or even failed? Oh, well, yes, a lot of, a lot of failures there. <laughs> so right now, our record is around, you know, I'd say a quarter of our tests resulting to something good. Um, so the, of course, we're, play, we're testing some playable ads uh, right now, which are not working really well. Uh, we're testing uh, some partnerships in China to try to see if that can help us uh, get into the market. Uh, we're testing Quora as well uh, to see if they're there. Uh, Tabula and Outbrain on a content uh, approach to see if, uh, you know, long form content. Even jumping to the, so recently uh, it came, uh, Selena Gomez came out saying that the only app that she has on her phone is uh, Peak. Uh, so we tried to jump into the, I call it the Selena hype train. Um, and see if uh, targeting their followers, targeting people who are talking about Selena Gomez would be more interested in downloading Peak. That kind of worked, uh, which opened up space. If Selena Gomez works, maybe if we're targeting followers, you know, of Justin Bieber or other, uh, you know, pop stars, maybe we're going to get the same sort of audience and we can actually expand activity to a completely new demographic, which was never something that we were trying to get uh, slightly younger users, but it seems that it's working right now. Oh, really? So it is working that Selena Gomez trying to target them target her fans and maybe some other artists fans too yeah because um that so we found out that there is a big uh small well let's be, there's a small group of uh university students who are very interested in peak uh to to improve their abilities to to study and to train the focus and memory and at the same time to you know to use uh the downtime in a fun way, but at the same time, it's like they're studying and preparing us at the same time. So, and we're quite, you know, they're quite interested in playing Peak and using Peak. Uh, so through these uh, pop stars, we're able to reach uh, this demographic uh, in a better way. And if, I know I sound like an old man talking about uh, reaching pop stars, <laughs> targeting <laughs> pop stars to, to reach young users, but, you know, it's true. It's uh, <laughs> definitely not myself, but it's working for, for that specific uh, demographic. Yeah. I love it, man. Well, tell me about this, like, retargeting campaign that's working really well for you. Sure. So um, it's, because of the nature of peak, huh? it's a, it's like a, how can I say? It's like a gym for your for your brain. Brain. So the same way that you, if you're going to a, to a gym to work out and you do it once or twice, you're not going to see any results. You're only going to be tired and uh, you know with less money. So there's no incentives to do it. So you see the uh, the benefits if you do it for slightly longer periods of time. Um, so what we're trying to do is after the install, we simply try to bring users to play again. Um, it will take them around 10 minutes to have a playthrough uh, in a day. So 
they will watch ads probably, uh, so there's some extra revenue for us, which is good as well, but the main objective is simply to bring them in. And we, what we saw was an increase in conversion rates uh, long term and also increase in uh, lifetime value by simply, you know, plus seven days, bring the users back in just to, with a message, have you trained your brain today? Did you go to the brain gym today? This type of situations and yeah, it's working quite well. Do you segment that at all? Or is it just pretty much if you downloaded it, if you installed, is it, do you want to get them to a select part of the app and then start retargeting or is it just everybody? So it's very basic. We just recently started doing this. Uh, you know, by no means we are the, the best guys on retargeting. I'm pretty aware of that. There's still a lot of room for us to improve. Uh, but what we start with just from day one, so considering that they install on day zero, uh, so if you, uh, you know, if you become a subscriber on day zero, you're not going to see any ads. Uh, and then if you're a free user on day one, just ensure to bring you into the app every day until day seven. I see. Um, so, and from our, uh, basically we looked at our own data and we understood that if a user, a free user plays the game uh, every day for seven days, there's a very likelihood that they're going to become pro uh, anytime in the next 30 days. So basically that we're playing around with that me uh, measurement and see if actually uh, it's true or not. The first initial results, uh, we started doing this maybe two months ago. Uh, so the first initial results are very extremely positive. Uh, we're going to keep pushing for it. I love it. So you're Tiago, if I download the app and I'm a free user, I'm going to see an ad for seven days straight, right? Like you, you want me to see it as much as possible. And I have to believe that even if I don't click on the ad itself, just by sheer like seeing it is going to get me to be like, oh yeah, like let me open that up again. So it's like, it's like great branding too. Yeah, that's that exactly the, the the point of it, right? So, and we use some of our most iconic games that the, so we know exactly which games uh, you're going to play on your first uh, playthrough. So we use footage of those games, of course, on a gamified way uh, uh, for because we mostly, to advertisement, we're mostly using a social channel, so that it needs to be extremely uh, gamified. But we just change a little bit, but the essence of the game are the same that you see on the product itself. So you actually see that. Uh, hopefully, you're going, to, uh, you're going to remind you that you had a great time, you know, <laughs> on the day before playing that game. So you go back in and try it again and, and so on and so on for seven days straight, um, which creates good engagement, I feel. And, and I also, it's great mechanics right so <laughs> sorry you create mechanics is that what you said uh for organics uh, because you are basically increasing the usage of the product uh which in theory it's not completely proven but it's going to give positive signs to the stores and increase your ranking right so it's that's the retention benefits, yeah yeah i love that all right so i want to talk about the the accept what did you mean by accept the click as a soft conversion um because so the fact that the user sees your your ads, right, and they're going to uh, to click on your on, on your ad itself and go to some to a landing page, uh, that's by itself should be considered a soft conversion, and the marketer should work. In my point of view, we should work really hard to get that. And it's not just seeing most time when I'm talking about this, people, oh, yeah, of course, we try to improve click through rate, but it's not about click through rate. It's like having that gut feel that that you really want people to click on your ads. Uh, and understand that on this day and age, there's so much content out there that users have a limited attention and they can be 
extremely picky on where they're going to deposit their attention. So for you to get that click, it means that the users first and foremost, they need to decide to pay their attention to your creative and then click. So it's quite, it's, it's not really a soft conversion anymore. It's, quite, it's becoming quite hard if you think about it. So if you really work hard to improve that, uh, is the first uh, big barrier to, 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 to really grow a business and really go grow uh, your user acquisition approach, yeah. my point of view. I like that. Okay, so what I wanna move on to next is how do you balance, because you're a subscription-based app, right? How do you balance between getting all that revenue first, all the data, and then like re-spending re that money? So how do you balance all that? So, uh, okay, one single word, trust. <laughs> you need to trust your data, you need to trust your uh, predictive models, uh, and if you don't trust those, uh, you, you, you yeah, you're not going anywhere. So um, for subscription model uh, business to work, it, you definitely need a very good uh, data structure and very good data scientists behind it and saying, look, the probability is that this uh, cohort is going to have this lifetime value in 12 months. Mm -hmm. uh, and you need to accept that as, you know, your truth. That's, that's reality for you. Uh, obviously, uh, it shouldn't be blind, right? So you should keep double checking that and adjusting the models uh, uh, to make sure that they are the closest as possible as reality. But it's a lot about a lot of trust and uh, you know <laughs> having some sort of guiding light. And yeah, we are going to make this much money in twelve months. Let's go for it. You know, I got a question from one of my clients, and I think it's a valuable question. So I asked that to the mastermind too, and I'd love to know how you answer this. Like, how do you calculate LTV? as a subscription-based app? Because especially within iTunes Connect, so unless you have another tool that you guys use, but like, how do you calculate all that? Hmm. Uh, very, very interesting question. Uh, <laughs> we are always revising how, what should be added and what should not be added into it, to be fair. Um, so the main, our core business is subscription, right? So the first thing is to understand, and we have, so the complexity of our side is that we have three types of uh, subscription. So we have the monthly, the yearly, and lifetime. Uh, lifetime is quite straightforward. I mean, you buy it once, you have it. So that's easy, lifetime value for you. But uh, the, the monthly and the yearly, you need to predict what's the churn rate of these users, right? How, how many months they're going to be in. So then you can have a total amount of revenue for each one of these types. Um, yeah, and based on that, of course, you should remove the the commission that you need to pay for the app stores and, uh, and the Play Store. Uh, so you're really talking about, I, I like to call it revenue, so uh, I know it's not the right name, but it should be profit kind of, uh, uh, gross profits maybe, uh, that you go after commissions. And of course, after tax as well, uh, we like to do it without tax, so it's quite a small number at the end, but... Uh, after you know that, uh, you can just try, you know, apply that uh, that estimative to an older cohort, see if that's true or not. If it is, you kind of have a certification that your numbers are correct and just start moving forward. Uh, we try to revise that every month. So we do double checks every month uh, in, a, in a simple way. Um, and we calculate based on pro users only, subscribers only as well. So currently, free users have no lifetime value on our calculations, and all values attributed to pro users. Uh, what we are planning now to do 
is to create a different lifetime value for free users as well. Uh, because after a certain period of time, you can start seeing watching ads on our product to have access to some of uh, the features that we have. So, and that's becoming quite a big uh, chunk of our revenue. Uh, no, as everyone else is seeing on the market right now. So what we're trying to understand now is how can you pick up that uh, forecast, what's the number of uh, ad views per free user, and then attach that as a lifetime value. So we can start having a, a split uh, UA strategy. So you, one, you go for subscribers, and the other one, you're going to go for free users who are going to watch a lot of ads. So, and basically with that, we can start scaling activity uh, way faster than we can do it right now. Have you run any tests? You know, I've been trying to help because most of our clients now are going to be more subscription-based apps and you see that moving. And I've been wanting to put together pricing pages that I really like, right? Like, like oh, this this app does this one really well. This one did really well. Have you done any tests in terms of like how you show a pricing page to get more people? Because I would assume that you want more people on the yearly because less churn, you know, like less decisions, less seeing the payment every month. So I would assume that. Have you done any pricing tests around that? Uh, we uh, we try to do constant price testing. So, of course, in smaller segments of the <laughs> of the audience, it's not uh, full blown. Uh, just in case uh, anyone might think that we're crazy. Uh, so the main thing that uh, we found it's little thing like uh, of course uh, the one that you really want them to go to, you you make the most prominent uh, choice. Uh, you make sure that, uh, you know, to have two, uh, two variations there, the one that's not enough, uh, and the other one that's way too much offer. Uh, so for example, and be super expensive, the other one is going to be cheaper, way cheaper. Um, so you kind of drive the user to the middle one always. Okay. In our case is the, the yearly plan. That's, uh, our main one. That's our, our golden grill. Um, then of course there's things that we're playing also. It's uh, how we show the what you get, what is our USP for you to become a pro user, uh, and we do a lot uh, with uh, research partners. So we work at the uh, University of New York, uh, Cambridge and uh, Cambridge University, etc., to uh, make some special games that can be proven that uh, work. For example, for depression or. Uh, you know, can be uh, uh, detect early signs of uh, dementia and this time we can use that science part as one of our USPs. So saying that here we have some, some data that prove that peak, uh, at least is directionally, uh, can help you towards some, uh, to improve your brain. Um, of course, there's also, you know, uh, 42 games, uh, play as many times as you want, it's really fun, you can compete against uh, your friends. So basically using your USPs uh, quite prominently so users can see them and uh, they understand what they're getting. Um, and of course, you know, because of uh, GDPR, et cetera, you need to add all the information, uh, the privacy uh, rulings about uh, what type of data you're going to collect about them, if they're pro users and underneath. Um, the things that we also try, we're trying right now, uh, that's quite, uh, been quite powerful. Um, is uh, uh, free trial. Sorry, someone was trying to get the room. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, so uh, so free trials. We're also testing free trials right now. So one week or one month free trials, and that seems to be quite powerful uh, in terms of early conversion. So after that is, it's quite hard to to find what is the difference between a free uh, and a pro user. So in most cases, so we found out the users don't exactly understand what they're getting when they they subscribe to Peak Pro. Uh, because they have the daily workouts and after they do the daily workout, which take like 10 minutes, uh, they believe that they're done for the day. Uh, but in reality, you can have way more uh, complex workouts. Um, so, and you only get that with Peak Pro. So we, there's a lot of work that we can do on that front. But if we provide them with a free trial of a week or a month, uh, they will have ability to actually experiment with that and they're going to have uh, understanding what they're going to get and as soon as the free trial ends they're going to oh i can't do this anymore uh <laughs> so let's uh it's time for me to uh, to subscribe and pay you know uh, a little bit more and be able to to do the have the experience that i'm used to it now so it's so been working quite well the free trial mm -hmm. like are you isn't it just part of the subscription? I get a seven day tr free trial and then if I don't cancel, I subscribe? Or are you giving seven days for free, just on letting them unlock it for free? No, it's part of the subscription. Okay. Uh, but what we found, there's uh, these annoying uh, habits of some people. I actually do the same. Uh, you subscribe and you uh, cancel the subscription right afterwards. Uh, just to make sure that you're not overpaying for it. Um, so what happens at the end is that when the free trial ends, we, they're not going to be automatically renewed. So they're going to become free users, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, brings our numbers down, unfortunately, but that, that tends to happen quite a lot. Um, so that's what I'm talking about. So those users who, who, who do that and they uh, don't understand they are not uh, pro anymore, uh, they'll see when they have a different experience. Okay, and then they go back and they're like, okay, I got to subscribe now. And what we uh, the plan for, for November now uh, on retarding front is actually to target users who uh, were on free trial but didn't transform to a pro user uh, on the seven days after the free trial to bring them back. I love it. Now, when you said the month versus the week, are you one of the, one of the pages I really love that I saw was he gave him like, let's say more a trial, a greater trial period for a yearly subscriber versus a monthly subscriber. Is that what you guys did too when you're talking about week and month? Uh, we only do for for yearly subscriber huh? uh, right now. So after testing, uh, we try initially at a monthly, uh, but uh, to be fair, the uplift wasn't good enough in terms of revenue. So we are now, actually we are now in November, we're going to just move to yearly uh, just because of that. So. Let's see what happens there. Uh, <laughs> um, the reason why we want to now doing also a week uh, free trial instead of a month, um, because the test results also show that uh, if you give in, uh, people a month, uh, you give more time, so there's more users who churn, so you will have less conversions after that. I like that. So there's always a, yeah, so, so, so the financial metrics, uh, always speak the, the best so obviously giving a month free trial will be the best uh because the way the, the users will have a full month of experience of the product and they'll understand fully what it is but unfortunately yeah due to the churn that we have uh on the first month uh the revenue at the end won't be that great so uh one week is the the golden uh, number for us 
I've always said this, Tiago, that pricing pages are not so much about the dollar amounts, but where the value is. And if you can easily show value, that's how you increase conversions for these pricing pages. And I have case studies that talk about this, but I just want to summarize what you said so that I break it down to the users. It's one, he said, there's a monthly package. There's a yearly package where the value is. You get the trial, right? And then monthly, you don't get a trial. Yearly, you do. And then there's an anchor price that's really high that's made you kind of think like, wow, there's value in this if you want to go lifetime. So that price, that really high price anchors everything else. And so if I'm looking at the pricing page, I can easily see where the value is and the value is in the yearly plan, which is obviously beneficial for you guys as well. Did I recap that very well? Yeah, thank you, Ed. <laughs> Way better said. Um, <laughs> and the, the other thing as well, that by the way, that uh, we, we tested it recently and I actually did quite well is when you know, so you, basically you have your chunk up, right? You have, uh, you understand what's the average number of that month, uh, months that monthly subscribers going to stay or how many years a uh, yearly subscribers going to stay. So based on that, if you try to offer them uh, users for a monthly or yearly uh, uh, big discount on the lifetime uh, just before they churn, then it's your chance to get a little bit of extra revenue out of that. I love that. Uh, so you know they're going to the probability of them churning is going to be quite high. Uh, you might need to do some uh, research to understand better what what are the signals that uh, the signals that will tell you that the user is probably going to churn. Uh, so of course you don't want to cannibalize users who are probably going to stay paying the the monthly or yearly subscription. Uh, but if uh, after that, you can start offering these type of big discounts for, for the lifetime. So it's just one last purchase for the user and you have you know, the, the full lifetime value for them. Let's end with this question, something that I'm very fascinated by because I suck at automating. So Tiago, like you said, you, you're good. You're great at automating acquisition. How do you go about doing that? So I think the first, okay, so the, it starts with a good data structure. And uh, every time that, that you know, when, when we start the work, the first thing that I'm trying to automate is always the reporting. Uh, so talking about cost tracking from the different sources, uh, how many APIs are there, so you can bring everything to your data warehouse and then automate the charts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, that you, that's the step one. After you have completely, uh, you know, how can I say? Uh, if you are the competent on uh, on your reporting uh, and it's completely automated and works perfectly, you can start moving towards making decisions. And of course, um, if you do UA, you, you know there's like you go to uh, you know uh, decisions they're going to make on a small scale. So you're going to probably look uh, into ad sets uh, and uh, or ads and see if the click rate is dropping for the last five days, and probably it's time to change the ad set or et cetera, et cetera. So you start writing down these rules uh, and together with the data from your reporting, uh, you start making scripts. They're going to look into these rules and going to just send you another report. At the end of the day, it's another report that's going to say, you should do this, you should do this. So you don't need to think. And then the next step, of course, is automating those decisions, right? So uh, right now we are in a point that, uh, you know, our bids and budgets on uh, Facebook and Snapchat and hopefully soon Twitter uh, is basically one click for us and it does the whole uh, changes based on the performance of the last 21 days, it looks at trends, looks at recent performance, uh, what we did in the past, uh, and then we just measure everything on a high level. 
if we are not seeing the performance improving, uh, we then go dig deep and uh, basically saves a lot of time and allows us to be quite a small, uh, efficient team. Sorry, I was, on, I was on mute, but I love that. And is this something that we're, I've always thought about this, Tiago, like I was like, all right, let me get a technical person and just be like, cause I'm not that smart. Here, you sit down while I do this manual crap and then you tell me what you can automate. How did you guys figure out which ones that you can start automating? Um, so in this case, we didn't need the, uh, so I, I do the code myself. Wow. Uh, wow. Which I'll be honest, it, it looks very uh, hard at the beginning, but then as soon as you start digging into it, it's like it's quite easy, yeah. And um, you can find a lot of the work already done on GitHub and uh, Stack Overflow, etc. So you just copy and paste most of the time. So it's not like I'm a full coder, huh? but <laughs> so what we try to understand is what are the activities that take the longest for us to do. Uh, so uh, okay, let me put it in the other way. What is the most boring part of our work <laughs> and the part that normally you'd prefer to give to an intern to do? Let's automate that and make uh, someone's life better. Uh, for example, the capturing the cost on all the different platforms that we use manually. You know, if you have to, to log into 10, 15 different sites every morning, just grabbing one number and paste it, et cetera, et cetera, it's going to be quite tedious. But if you can connect to an API or if you can do... A little, something a little bit different, um, you know, that's a big improvement and it's going to be a lot, uh, a lot of time saving there. Um, the second one is uh, gathering data from your data warehouse because, if the, uh, the, of course, this will depend on, on your structure uh, internally. So can you, how can you access the, 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 the raw data? If you have a system like maybe Looker or Tableau or Mode, you probably can see the data, the reports itself on, on those platforms. But if you just rely on spreadsheets, you need to take the data out and put it there as well. So how can you do that? So that's another job that normally takes quite a long time and it's quite tedious as well and it's quite prone to errors. So I always start looking what is most boring, what is most time consuming, and what is also prone to human error. So the, the reason why we decided to automate the bids and budgets, for example, was because it's quite due to, to human error. Um, and if you have an algorithm that says you should increase this, decrease that, uh, it's better than having a, a person who probably created, some people get attached to the campaigns they create, some people get attached to the creatives itself. So they, ah, let's give it another couple of days and you lose opportunity there, right? So by allowing a machine to do it, we're just going to look in the numbers, you know, it's way better that way. So we avoid human error as well. I love it, Tiago. Well, before we hit the big finish, I want to thank my sponsor for the show, clevertap.com. It is clevertap.com. They bring together real-time user insights and advanced segmentation engine and easy-to-use marketing tools all in one marketing platform. Here's what they really allow you to do is send personalized re-engagement campaigns so that they know, hey, this user has unsubscribed or deleted your app from their phone. Now you can hit them with retargeting campaigns on Facebook or an email marketing campaign that says a drip campaign that says, Hey, come back in. And what you can do also too is survey these people who actually deleted your app and be like, Tiago, notice that you're not playing peak anymore. Why? 
What happened? Where did you leave off? And then use that messaging and that data, as Tiago put it, you probably put it in the machine and come out with some email copy that's going to bring their users back in. And more importantly, not delete the app in the very start as you move forward. Because go check them out. It is clevertap.com. I know people in my audience have already used them. They are loving that it is once again, clevertap.com. Tiago, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Besides Peak, give us one other app we should definitely check out. So as a big uh, Reddit user, I love Sync, uh, which is super fast. It's been there for a long time, uh, way before the the native, uh, the the official Reddit app. So I can I, I can stop endorsing it. I love it. I use it too much every day. <laughs> <laughs> What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? Um. That's, I would say that's okay to fail uh, is the, the first big lesson. Like uh, you, you have to do a lot of testing and uh, a lot of them are going to, to, to be uh, completely garbage. So it's okay to that happen. Uh, that's the path uh, for you to learn. I love it. And it's something I want to throw up, Tiago, but what's a tool that you like to use? Favorite tool or website that you like to use besides Reddit, I guess. <laughs> Besides Reddit, uh, I love Product Hunt. Um, mostly just to know what other people are doing, and sometimes you can find some really cool, uh, cool products that can help you a lot. Uh, also, uh, Jupyter Notebooks uh, for for Python and all my scripting uh, necessities. Uh, it's just it's amazing. I love it. Well, the app is called Peak. You probably heard about it already, but it is just search for Peak in the app stores. And if you want to check out the website, it is peak.net. Tiago, if the audience wants to follow up with you personally, do you want to send them anywhere else? Uh, you can probably find me on uh, LinkedIn, which will be the best place where I'm quite active. Or you can uh, follow me on Twitter, but I'm not that active. I just follow other people there. But <laughs> well, Tiago's. LinkedIn profile is going to be linked up if you click on his name in the show notes so you can connect with them. And if you got anything out of this, just thank the guests before you pick his brain or like try to get something out of him. Just thank the guests like I'm about to do now. Tiago, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge on the show. Uh, thanks so much. My pleasure to be here. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co. 